When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to empower you and serve you with knowledge that you can make better financial decisions in your life. You know, I'm happy today because I get to hear how I messed up. You know, our weekly Clark Stink segment is my favorite. Later, I'm going to tell you what would also stink, being contacted on social media by a debt collector, especially if the debt isn't even yours. So, Clark Stinks. You can go to clark.com slash clarkstinks and post when you feel I've said something that's out of line, uh, my opinions are crazy, you think I'm dumb, whatever it is, and I love it. I love your feedback because a lot of times I will be blind to something, a perspective I should see. So, Once a week, Krista goes through all the Clark Stinks posts and shares her favorites with you right here on the podcast. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. Okay. That look when I said your favorites. (laughs) They're not my favorites. You always say that. Uh, Clark railed against crypto for so long and now has brought on someone who is promoting what is, in my opinion, the most risky asset class in the space. NFTs are a great idea, but many have lost money and they are very risky plays. Promoting NFTs while bashing more reliably performing assets in the space, Bitcoin and ETH, for example, seems inconsistent at best. I love the podcast, but if you want to talk crypto, why don't you also talk about these other assets which have over time yielded consistent and very high returns. As with NFTs, you have to do your research. Thanks for all you do. I love the show, Pete. Pete, so let me give you the backstory. We have uh, one of our staffers on Clark.com is Christopher, and Christopher is a professional gambler is one of the things he does. And he studied uh, NFTs, which is so funny People will ask me to define an NFT, and then their eyes start glazing over in the first 10 seconds. So I'm not even going to get into that right now, non-fungible token. But anyway, um, Krista was like, you know, Christopher feels like he's made this work for himself. Let's hear a different perspective than what I've said about NFTs. And that's the same reason we have had on Clark Stinks, I would say half of every Clark Stinks over the last year 
has had a post unhappy with me about what I've said about cryptos. And so this was an opportunity in our own house for someone to come on and talk about NFTs, which I've also talked negatively about on the podcast. So it was just because we had an in-house person who really believes in it and has made it to this point work for him. And that's why it was not promoting NFTs. It was a different perspective than what you've heard from me. As for crypto, my thing again, and I'll just be really brief with this, is that the underlying concept of electronic money and the blockchain is a very smart idea. The problem I've had with crypto is that it doesn't have any kind of stable value yet. When you see the moves that Bitcoin has made, even within a trading day lately, with these huge declines or huge rises, that's not real money. Real money is something that you can rely upon. Even with the terrible inflation we've had in the United States in the last year, prices are up somewhere 5% over the last year. Think about the move within a trading day for cryptos up and down. That's not something you can rely on yet. And it is a form of speculation at least. For your advice to the gentleman selling his car without a local bank, but he does have a credit union, most credit unions reciprocate services. Contact your credit union, give them your zip code, and they will tell you other credit unions local to you that reciprocate the services. I've moved plenty and have done this for years without fail, and that's from Debbie. Debbie, thank you. You know, this is the second situation in the last two months that someone has talked about how credit unions make it possible for you, even if you have a small local credit union, to be able to have the services of a branch of a cooperative credit union all the way across America. So this is a tool of the trade that I neglect to mention, as I should, and thank you for mentioning it again in a different context. Clark, I know you don't stink, but it's something that has perplexed me. You mentioned you had a hernia and did not want to get it repaired because you would not be available for the podcast. My question is, can't you do the podcast and recuperate at the same time? You read it, you read and sit. Can't you talk and sit and recuperate? I hope you get better soon, Mark. Mark, uh, so uh, we'll move into my medical life. So I have an appointment with a surgeon who I'm going to see in, I think, another week. And I'll schedule the surgery And what I'm limited from is physical activity, and it will not keep me at all from doing the podcast. I was wrong because I heard from somebody who had a really bad experience from a hernia operation, so I had that in my head. Isn't that funny how we do that as a human? We always, when there's something unknown and somebody tells us, well, this happened to me, that that's what we grasp on instead of what would be the normal recovery cycle. So that was my bad. And um, I'm not going to do one of those things like the TV people do where there's not going to be any cameras in the operating room (laughs) when I'm having my surgery. Nothing like that. Clark doesn't stink, but he missed something. He talked about laundry detergents. There was no mention of soap berries. Use either directly in the wash or steep in water and make a liquid detergent, and they compost when they're done. They may not do as well as chemical detergents against heavy stains, but how often is Clark in the grass or dirt anyway? By the way, they're also really cheap per wash, Eric. 
Eric, thank you for the suggestion. I I am really bad about thinking about natural uh, homemade household cleansers and products. And by the way, I'm in the dirt each year more than you might imagine and in the grass. Habitat. Because we're about to start our annual Habitat for Humanity build. And I'm looking forward to being in the dirt. And think about it. I'm not going to be able, if if I have the hernia operation around Habitat, I'm not going to be able to do anything but glad hand people when That's okay. There. People appreciate that you're there on every build. You you walk the walk. Okay, I took your advice and purchased an Aura ring. I did not look at the reviews, but reviews are horrible on various sites and Facebook. I picked my size at the beginning of November and no response from customer service at all on my request for status of my order. You can only contact them by email, and by the looks of the other reviews I've seen, they are not responding to customers, and it's difficult to obtain refunds or any support if you have issues with the ring. Please warn your listeners, James. James, thank you. And Aura has grown so quickly that they have moved in the customer no service zone. Um, I ordered the next generation Aura quite a while ago, I guess in October, and here I am still without my ring in December, and I go look and it just says status pending, and there is nobody you can call, there's nobody you can do live chat with, and if they want to play with the big boys and girls like Garmin and the Apple Watch and all and Samsung and all that, uh, what's the other one I forgot, Fitbit, if you're going to play in the big leagues, you better offer some customer service, and right now it is true Aura is offering true customer no service. But as I said before about Aura, I have found that it has done a great job improving my sleep, changing my sleep patterns, uh, you know, nagging me to do that, has got my workouts more where I'm not wearing myself out, but I'm getting more fit. And so Aura has really worked for me. I just read a review in the Wall Street Journal comparing Aura to the major's and it hangs in there with the big guys. It does a good job, but on the customer no service front, wow, they get an F right now. I did look on Facebook Marketplace and some other places. There are there's a great secondhand market for sure. If you're looking to buy one sooner, it's probably the first gen or the second generation, second but gen. not the new one. Yeah. Oh, I should say that about Aura is that um, like any other fitness tracker, I made fun of the Fitbits as the corporate kind of fitness tracker that the companies give you one to try to uh, get their healthcare costs down. And they end so up in people's in. drawers right away. We did that too, didn't we? Yeah. But With people Fitbit use them. We have contests Garmin. for fitness. Yeah. yeah, it's great. So I like it. Um, you know, fitness trackers, Apple watches, Android watches, whatever, Google Wear watches, whatever we call those. They all end up in drawers. The auras do as well. And so buying one of these secondhand is a great idea. Clark, you really stunk up the place on a recent podcast where a caller was complaining about Tesla's numerous price increases, even to the point of calling it price gouging. I mean, really? What happened to the free market and consumer choice? Tesla isn't the only automobile manufacturer in the U.S., and they don't have the only electric vehicle option. Clearly, the market is signaling that Tesla is creating significant value and has been pricing their vehicles too low. Conversely, at some point in the future, the market might signal that Tesla has priced too high and Tesla might have to provide discounts. Thanks from Eric, a Tesla owner wannabe. And there's another one, too. I'll just read real quick. I mean, there were several. 
Uh, this one's from Allie. You said you were mad at Tesla raising their prices. Why? This is America and it's capitalism. The only reason Tesla has made a profit up till now is by selling offset credits to other car companies. And now they're raising prices to become profitable on their actual cars. They can raise their prices to the moon and back because they have no meaningful competition. Competitors will see the humongous price market margins and they'll finally start putting out superior products like the Ford Mach-E and the F-150 Lightning. So, Allie, thank you for that. And so uh, I was waiting for you to read a post from my brother who also <laughs> got upset with me about what I said about the Tesla price increases. And he said, you always say you're free market, free market, free market. How can you be upset about this? And you're all right. And I was looking at it from the wrong perspective. You are completely right on this. Tesla is pricing at what the market will bear. And so I uh, humbly accept that you, all of you who posted that, and there was a lot of fervent posts about that. You were right. You are right. And uh, Tesla is pricing as the marketplace allows. Clark stinks like a load of his dirty socks washed with just a teaspoon of detergent. When discussing the latest Consumer Reports laundry detergent ratings, Clark dismissed the top-rated Tide Plus Ultra Stain Release as three times more expensive than Kirkland Signature Ultra Clean. What we've been happy with the top-rated Tide. Target regularly has it on sale with a buy three, get a $10 Target gift card, which takes the price down to 9 to $0.10 cents per ounce which is about the same price as Kirkland Signature. Perhaps Clark should talk to his Clark Deals crew before declaring his beloved Costco brand the clear winner. Smell you later, Stephen. Stephen, thank you. And yeah, it is true that I wash my clothes on the quick wash in cold water with tiny amounts of detergent. And Krista, um, have I had offensive smells from no, my clothing? Not at all. Okay. Anyway, they probably, my clothes probably look dingy anyway because I don't spend any money on my clothes. But the deals team does actually post every time Target offers those tie-ins with, uh, that's Procter & Gamble, I think, is tied. Mm -hmm. They post those things where you buy so many P&G products and you get the, the Target money to spend later. And yes, if you shop the sales, you can bring the cost of, the Tide detergent that got the highest rating from Consumer Reports from the stratosphere down to earth. And if you are that kind of sharp shopper, then go for the absolute best as per Consumer Reports. So let me get this straight. Clark makes a big deal and promotes how he uses one razor blade cartridge in the entire year, yet he owns a Tesla? You can't tell me using one razor cartridge a year as opposed to one per month, as an example, would help anyone improve their financial situation as opposed to owning a less expensive car. This wouldn't bug me so much if Clark didn't get so giddy over his shaving practices and act so nonchalant about owning a Tesla. Tell me that's not being consistent. I love the show and what you do, by the way. Whoever gets to work for you should thank their lucky stars. Regards, Dean. And Dean, you are right. We do thank our lucky stars. It is... Well, the but best. the other thing, you have always said that I'm a sum of contradictions that makes no sense. <laughs> you do, because you truly care about the, like, what you're paying per ounce for, like, a drink or whatever it is. and But you really, it's true. Yeah, but you, so, you also can afford to pay cash for stuff, and you've put yourself in the position, so. Well, but, but I don't deserve a hall pass on what you've said, Dean, because, all right, 
So I always was someone who bought used vehicles, always drove basic transportation. I drove a very basic Prius before I went electric. But I have this fixation on the country and the world electrifying its vehicle fleet. And so I have a blind spot to the cost in this area. And it's one thing that is like an exception to how I normally live my life. Uh, The funny thing is I will go walk a half a mile or more to park for free because I don't want to pay for parking and I walk back to wherever I'm going. And it's true. at the same time, I'm driving a very expensive car, a Tesla. So I am that sum of contradictions. But the Tesla thing was a unique thing in my life. And I got to tell you the truth. You ask anybody who drives a Tesla, it is the most amazing experience behind the wheel. And Krista, you don't care about vehicles at all or never did. Mm-hmm. And now you have fist fights at your house on who gets to drive the Tesla. That the you Y, have. yep. We love our Model Y. It is a very unique experience. The one thing that is uniquely bad about Tesla, and Consumer Reports just rated them terribly on reliability, is the final assembly of a Tesla is pitiful. It's not down to Yugo kind of assembly. If you are old enough to know what the Yugo was, (laughs) the worst car ever made in the history of the world. Anyway, it's not down to the Yugo level, but the final assembly and fit and finish of a Tesla is pretty ridiculously bad. But the vehicle itself, uh, what the underlying architecture of it is and how it performs is extraordinary. Uh, Something else extraordinary, new rights for debt collectors, which have driven me batty. I'm going to tell you how it works and what you or a loved one needs to know if you're in the clutches of a debt collector. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Early this year, I told you about a new rule that had been proposed by the feds that would give debt collectors new superhuman powers to harass you about debts you owe. And it is a revised interpretation of the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act that gives you guidelines on what a debt collector is allowed to do and what your rights are when a debt collector is coming after you. Well, under this new crazy rule, a debt collector is allowed to harass you all they want by text message, on social media, DMs to you, direct messages to you, emails to you, just bam, 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 bam. 
And what I've not seen in any story about this anywhere is the rights you have to shut them down. All the stories have latched on to the headlines of what the new rights are that debt collectors have versus what rights you have as a consumer. And one thing has not changed, and that is if you have a debt collector that's trying to make your life miserable by contacting you every which way constantly, you have the right to shut them down cold where they can't contact you at all by mail, phone call, email, text, social media, direct messaging, anything, you can cut them off. It has nothing to do with you owing the debt. If you owe a debt, you still owe the debt. But you have the right to stop them from bothering you. Now, all you have to do is you send them what I call a drop-dead letter. We have a sample of a drop-dead letter on Clark.com. And you send that to the debt collector, best sent by certificate of mailing or certified mail, notifying them that they are not to contact you further about this debt. From that point, their option is to sue you against the debt, period. That's it. But they cannot contact you about that debt anymore. Now, let's deal with the second part of this. There are a lot of rogue collectors that are contacting the wrong person about a legitimate debt. I call it the spaghetti thing, where they throw spaghetti at the wall, and let's say uh, someone named, what's what's a simple name? Uh, They always use like John Smith as like a sample. So they're trying to find John Smith, and they don't know which one, and the collectors are under a lot of pressure by their bosses to collect money. So they start harassing anybody in a town with the name John Smith and just try to get money from whoever on a debt. And then it's up to you if you're dealing with a rogue collector that is trying to collect money from you that you have nothing to do with. You need to write them back and tell them they're going after the wrong person. And that you also send by certified mail. Because if you... There's an old expression in politics, a lie unanswered becomes the truth in 24 hours, that everybody believes it. So your right under the law is when you're being harassed by a collector for a debt that's not yours, or let's say a debt you already paid, or whatever it is, or the debt is in dispute, whatever the circumstance, talking doesn't get it done. This is something that old-fashioned writing is what matters. Okay, here's another circumstance in the rogue category. There are crooks pretending to be legitimate debt collectors harassing people to pay debts that don't actually exist, what are known as phantom debts, that they're just trying to intimidate people into paying money. I've done stories on TV of people where you ask them, why did you pay money when you don't do business with that company or whatever? said, well, I didn't know what to do. And they said they were going to ruin my credit, and I felt like I had to pay them. Then that sets you up for what's called a reload, where they know that you allowed them to intimidate you once, and so then you end up paying them money. So then they come after you again under another ruse to get more money. They do it to the elderly a lot, too. Right. So know that you've got to stay on your side, as the psychologists say. You've got to protect yourself 
and stand up for yourself. Now, different thing. If you owe money to a debt collector, you really do owe money, and you have the means to pay it, pay it and document you've paid, and do not pay by check. There is a slice of the debt collection industry that uh, bends into criminal behavior. And once they have your checking account, they have the keys to the kingdom to continually debit your checking account for the debt. So what I like for you to do is you pay it by money order. Never pay by debit card because then they've got, again, direct access to your checking account. You pay by money order, they've got their money, and that's it. You always want from a debt collector a letter saying that payment of X dollars represents payment in full and satisfies the debt. Now, there are lots of people in the debt collection industry that are completely above board, doing a very difficult job, and dealing with people who don't want to hear from you, right? It is hard to do the job. You were a debt collector. I was. That's how I paid my way through graduate school. And so I know what's involved in doing debt collection the right way. There are, unfortunately, these collectors that cut corners and don't follow the law. And it's up to you to make them behave and protect yourself. Krista? Okay, first question is from Betty in Missouri. Is Clark doing Clark's Christmas Kids this year? I like to participate as my way to pay Clark back for all I've learned from him. Well, if you're not familiar with Clark's Christmas Kids, we're actually in our 31st year of Clark's Christmas Kids. And what we do is we buy gifts for children in foster care. So that a lot of times kids in foster care, a state looks at its obligation to a kid ending at finding a group home, a foster group home, or a foster family to be with. And a lot of times the group homes can't uh, typically, and a foster family may not have the resources to see to it that a foster child have gifts Christmas morning. And I want foster children who, no fault of their own, because of what's going on with the adults in their lives, have ended up not with their families at Christmas. I want them to know that they're cared about like any other child. And that's why uh, Clark's Christmas Kids has been so dynamic and so successful over the last 31 years. And all you do, if you want to help us out, is go to clarkschristmaskids.com. I do want you to know uh, Betty's in Missouri, and Betty donates to Clark's Christmas Kids. And it's actually a program for foster children in the state of Georgia, which is my birth home. And so it's something I've done since uh, 1991. Maybe we can expand to other states eventually. That would that that has been our hope Mm -hmm. is to do this in other states. And so uh, we're taking care of is it I'm trying to remember 8,500 children this year in foster care, and each child gets to pick their wish list. And so they look at column A, column B, column C. And if you're wondering why they're divided into columns, one column is for a gift that typically costs more or less 25 bucks. One is for a gift that more or less costs 50 bucks. And one is for a gift that costs more or less $75. So it's $150 to sponsor a child or $25 to buy the lowest cost gift, $50 
50 middle, 75 most expensive. Or you can just give us some cash, whatever you can afford, and we'll buy the gifts for you. Again, the website is clarkschristmaskids.com. And Betty, thank you for your past generosity. I'm glad you're going to participate again this year. This is from John in Georgia. I'm saving for a new truck. They are so expensive, so I want to put at least half down so my payment won't equal my house payment. I'm about 12 to 15 months away. Should I keep my money in my online savings account that is gaining 0.5% interest or put it in an investment account with Fidelity or one of the other brokerage places where it can make some more money? I have 14 grand in there now. Thanks, and I appreciate all that you do. Well, John, thank you. And you don't want to, for a short window like what you're doing, take chances with investing. Investing needs to be something you're doing where you have typically a minimum five-year horizon before you're going to spend the money. And that's not going to be the case with the truck. And I hear you loud and clear because who could have imagined that pickup trucks would cost well north of $50,000 routinely And that's why Ford has their new pickup truck that the reviewers are so jazzed about. Um, What is that pickup truck called, Krista? I'll find it. Is it called the Maverick? I'm trying to remember. And that pickup truck is a blast of the past that it is. The Maverick? Is it called the Maverick? Yeah. It is the Maverick. 2022 Ford Maverick compact truck. And it costs. Uh, the lead price is around twenty grand. Well equipped, about twenty five grand. It is less than half the typical drive out price of a pickup truck. And so far, the auto reviewers are really singing its praises. And think about it: you've got fourteen grand already. You could maybe pay cash for a Maverick pickup truck if you liked it. By the time you're ready to buy the vehicle, and then you have no loan at all. No monthly payment rivaling the monthly payment for a home mortgage. Mary Ellen in Washington says, I have two charges on my bank statement, Uber, Postmates, and an 800 number. The amount for each was $17.30. I have no Uber app. I've not used Uber in years. I never have food or local purchases delivered. Any advice other than to contact my bank and report fraud? Mary Ellen, that is what you do is you contact your bank immediately and tell them there are fraudulent charges on your account. It's a normal thing that people do every day is report these fraudulent transactions. Many times they are smaller, like these food app charges, and people who don't look closely at their bills could go months with fraudulent charges on their account. And you only have 60 days from when the fraudulent charges appear to dispute those and have your funds credited back to you. And this is from Jeff in Michigan. I recently noticed my Fidelity accounts show that I have an advisor for Fidelity Premium Services. I didn't ask for this or sign up for this. Is this something I need to worry about? So it means that you got some money there. You probably have enough money in Fidelity that you've hit a level that they assign either a group of people to you or a single individual to be there for you, for your investments. And all the discount brokers have various versions of this where you start off as a mere mortal and then as the balance in your account goes up, you become a little bit of a superhero and then as it goes up, 
you're like a Marvel comic book character <laughs> from some big movie. And you're like really important and powerful. And what does it mean in real life? It means that you have someone there who uh, typically for free can give you guidance or give you better customer service than calling a general number at a big institution like Fidelity or Schwab or Vanguard or whatever. Um, If you ever hear a term like that at a full commission stock brokerage, it's not good news. It only means money coming right out of your wallet for who knows what. And it's very tough to turn that spigot off at a full commission stock brokerage. And I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Remember, you can donate to our campaign for kids in foster care, our annual Christmas Kids campaign at ClarksChristmasKids.com.